This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning, it's the 1st of August, fantastic. I, I have no idea how this uh, this conversation generated or is going to is going to progress, but I, I will tell you right now, this is just a couple of, a couple of gentlemen um, spitballing and it's our own opinions and it doesn't reflect anything uh, of our other lives, a la being reporters and councillors and you know, business people, etc. But uh, have I covered ourselves nicely, Max? How are we doing with that? I think you have. Yeah, okay, yeah. We, we covered, all right. Hey, Max Christophson, now we can open the gates. How are you, mate? It's been a long time. Yeah, it feels like weeks, actually, doesn't it? So, yeah, we're, we're back together. Oh, who let that happen? Who let that happen? Hey, um, so, look, I read your, I read your, I know, as I always do, I read your, um, your piece in the Waikato Times in the weekend. You got, you got porn blackmailed? There's something I thought I'd never say. Yeah, well, I thought I'd never say it or, or much less write about it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, for a couple of seconds here, it was actually pretty scary. Um, for those who haven't read the column, and it's all over the country, in fact, it's all over the world. Hmm. Uh, what happened was I got upset that morning. And uh, did the usual routine, make sure the column is in, and yes, it is, and took a look at my emails, and there was an email there saying, we, we've got your password, and we've uh, watched what you've been streaming and looking at on porn sites, and uh, we're going to tell everyone that you know through Facebook and emails everything else. And I thought, well, that's amazing, because that is my password. How did you get wow. the password? Yeah. So that scares you for a second, too, thinking, yeah, I used to use that. So where did that come from? So immediately it lends credibility to the threat of blackmail. Yes. But then I looked at it, read it a bit more closely, and I'm going to use my webcam to film me uh, and put it out on Facebook. And I don't have Facebook, and I don't have a webcam. Right. So immediately I thought, okay, this looks like a bit of a scam. And uh, they wanted bitcoins, uh, $2,000 in bitcoins. Otherwise, they're going to tell everyone. So wow. I went to NetSafe uh, straight away, and uh, what I found was there were hundreds of other people who had received this, including Leanne Dalziel, the mayor of Christchurch. Oh, there's a visual. And, there's a visual. Uh, indeed, <laughs> yeah. and various others. And if you look around the world, it's it's literally it's from Ireland to America to the UK to Scotland. It, it's it's everywhere at the moment, and the same thing is going on. The real problem is is they don't have anything. They haven't actually hijacked your PC or computer. So if you have got this email. Ignore it. They mm. don't have control of your PC. They don't know what you're doing. And the thing that I'd warn people about that I, I put in the column that I think was the scariest part of all was thinking that someone was intruding uh, into my privacy. And if they did have control of my PC, then they could actually go straight to my bank account. And that was really the scariest. If they didn't need to blackmail me, they could go and get the 20 cents I've got in my account yeah. and run for their lives with it from there. So just a warning say, to people. Yeah. If, they've, if, they've, if they've received the email, go to NetSafe reassure yourself that it's not going to happen but I appreciate that for many people it's probably damn scary Well you know I often uh, tell people they, they can go to my bank account all they like, they'll be sorely disappointed so they might as well come after something else which I don't have It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's actually my biggest security system is my own financial status so it's, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I think I'm in the same club Help yourself, make, make a deposit while you're there but oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's horrendous so, so Leanne Delzell had this sort of thing you know I've got to tell you on Facebook I've never seen uh, that threat carried out on anybody either you know, so I've never seen um, anything that says this person watches porn or this person does this nefarious thing. Yeah, well, I think the scary thing about it was that, like many other people, I mean, I've kind of an, a vague memory of, of people could actually do that, that they could actually see what you were typing on your PC from afar. Mm. And I've never seen it done. I've never seen it happen, not from off uh, you know, remote shores or anything. But it was this whole business of they had my password. Mm. And mm. the way they got my password was through these dumps. And apparently LinkedIn is the one that actually a lot of people uh, were affected by. It was the oh. passwords that tracked down to LinkedIn. 
Mm. And uh, actually, on Geek Zone New Zealand, there's also an IT discussion about it. And one guy used the password for the TAB. So <laughs> you're not safe whether you're betting or whether you're trying to find a job. They're finding these passwords. So for me now, I'm going to be very um, fastidious about changing my passwords regularly and making sure that you keep yourself safe because I think what's going to happen is these threats are going to get more sophisticated. So um, the privacy issue, you can do what you like privately, but when people start intruding into your private life and start threatening you, that's when things change quite a bit. Do they? And, uh, do that, you, that password was a real giveaway. Max, do you use the same password for everything? Because that's a, a big fault that we fall into. Sadly, yes, I do. Right. And uh, I've, I now don't, and mm. I've changed that over the weekend as a result of this little situation yeah. unfolded. So I'm trying to learn that if you're going to be friendly with uh, with PCs and you're not going to be you know, too concerned about it, that you are opening yourself up to a situation that, for me, it wasn't real, yeah. but for a good minute or two or three, I was thinking, holy shit, what is this about? Yeah. And now I'm going to be just a bit more careful, and I, I really advocate the people that do have passwords, the same passwords on various sites, that they really do take ownership of that security and, and they start taking care of themselves because had, it is potentially a problem. I had a really good tip um, a couple of years ago from some young young women who are doing a security type project at Varsity and they they said a really cool tip is to yeah, have have different passwords for each thing but where you would put a number uh, in some cases, uh, write the number. So if you had the number, you know, if you're writing one, two, three, you'd made, and some of them write one, two, and then T-H-R-E-E, et cetera. Makes it longer, makes it more convoluted and a little bit harder to get through, you know? Yeah, well, take care of your security people because there are folks out there. This is probably, I'll leave this as the last uh, thought on this. The amazing thing to me that came out of it was I thought, you know what? There are actually real people who are going to threaten people with this stuff. They actually do yeah, it. They yeah. have machines that they are quite willing to do it. And as I read more into it, the really scary thing is that some young folks in the uh, UK, I think, committed suicide as oh, a result. Yeah. And so it's serious stuff. And they yeah. didn't, again, they didn't have anything to actually blackmail them with. Mm, they mm. took the threat seriously and they ended their lives. So this is a serious thing. I really advocate anyone listening this morning, please go home, check your passwords, change them if you need to, and take advice, uh, Mark's advice, write out your numbers, not just put numerals in there, but do take ownership of it because these things are going to get more sophisticated and so do you. Speaking of advice, I could use some of yours. Um, uh, well, actually, no, let's put it this way. Say you were a city councillor and you had the vexed issue of Māori representation coming up uh, in, a count, in an upcoming council meeting, as, as council does tomorrow. There's, uh, there's a proposal on the table from staff who have done a big review on this that uh, Māori representatives uh, sit on the committees, like there's the Community and Services Committee, the um, Growth and Infrastructure and the Finance Committee uh, and the likes, and to add a Māori perspective, two on the Community and Services, one on each of the other committees. So um, they would be appointed by um, local Māori or local iwi, and uh, and they would sit there and and have a give a Māori perspective to pretty much everything. Pro or con? I am actually con... And I'll give you a rationale why, but first I want to tell you why I was pro, and I've changed my mind. Okay. And I spoke to some folks who were involved in Waihi Beach area for their representation for the dedicated seat, the dedicated ward, 
uh, Murray Ward in the Hauraki and Bay of Plenty area. Mm-hmm. I spoke to these folks, and it was one of the most compelling interviews I think I've ever done. And they uh, advocated their case for a, a Maori ward, and I bought it. They made a hell of a lot of sense about why they should be there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, th- that vote was voted down, and they didn't get that position. But there were two good men that were advocating for it, and I respect them entirely for their intellectual position on it. Mm-hmm. But why I would say in Hamilton not to do it is twofold. One reason is is I, I understand that Maori want to have representation, but I want to broaden that. And I want to say, actually, I want to have Frankton representation. I want to have Dinsdale representation, Norton representation. If you look at what's going on, and I'm talking here about the governance model, the, the actual council itself, what happens is I would love to sit on council because I think I could create all sorts of merry hell by saying no to just about everything anyone <laughs> advocates in the chambers. But I can't afford to lose the $10,000 it's going to take me to get elected. Right. And what I see now is that what they're trying to do is say, look, Maori, and this is also true uh, in the Hawke's Bay, where they're trying to uh, appoint a person onto the regional council because they've never had anyone because the mm. power brokers down there all landowners uh, in the fruit industry. Okay. So what I'm saying here is I think there's a fault with it, which means that, one, I want to see representation from people in the governance area who can't reach the $10,000 threshold to get voted on. Now, in this particular model, what they're saying is they have committee representation. What I'm saying to you is, guys, the committees don't damn well do anything. Mm. And what I've said all along here is, is this is based on a flawed premise. That premise is, is that if you have people, good people, people like yourself, Mark, people like Jeff, people like uh, Paul of Southgate, mm. on councils and in committees, they can make a difference. Well, they damn well don't. Because mm-hmm. what we've got right now is a city council that is widely criticised for the fact it can't manage its rates. So if you bring more people into this committee-led organisation, it's based on a premise that the committees work, that they have power and authority, and they're going to change the way things function. So would you I suggest would say, that you have Māori representation on around the council table appointed? Because that's a, that's a far more vexed issue, that one, isn't it? Well, it is vexed, and I do understand the logic behind it, but what I'm saying is is it's based on a flawed premise that the representation model of local body councils actually works. Because I think if you look at it now, most people around New Zealand are looking at these councils saying they're completely out of control. And I know that there are changes uh, afoot to try to get a mixed funding method between central government and local government. Yeah. And that is essentially conceding the fact that these things aren't working anymore. Mm. So what I'm saying is you're inviting Māori to be part of a process that is flawed. It doesn't work. And I think what we have to do is actually go way back into the models of council representation and what they do and actually strip them down completely and start over from scratch. Well, strangely enough, there is, a, there, is a, yeah, there is a wider representation review on at the moment as well with, uh, you know, do we have single wards, uh, you know, an at-large system, which I actually agree with. Um, because, I mean, look, you know, regards of spending, and granted, yeah, I had a profile, but I spent, I think, less than $1,000 on my campaign. Um, it can be done, and I know there are councillors in there who did the same. Um, and, but I tend to think that, well, hey, look, I make a, I make a decision as, as in my council role for the whole city. I mean, I don't just make decisions based on the fact I live on the east side or I represent the east side. I think that's, that's really outdated as well. You know, I would love to see um, a more interesting model, but it's got to be at large, mate, because it's all one community, surely. Well, and that's where I thought was interesting, because if you look at some of the councillors who are, uh, have high profiles, Typically, they tend to be people who are in the media and or uh, have high social media profiles. Uh, yeah. They're using that, but they're not appealing to the ward. So right. in my view, the That's ward it. systems yeah. are completely redundant. They don't work, and let's, let's flag them. Mm. So for me, the Maori issue of rep- getting representative on a committee 
is just it's it's deck chairs on the Titanic because yeah. the fundamental <clears throat> excuse me fundamental way that councils work is deeply and profoundly flawed. So if I was a Maori who uh, was seeking power and authority and guidance and input into councils, mate, the last place I'm going to go is a damn committee. Because you're not going to have any real power or authority because that is already being removed. So I say, let's not do that. Let's actually look at the way these councils are working across New Zealand and come up with a better representative model because they're just simply not working. Always good to chat, Max, and um, and make sure you keep our sticky tape over your, uh, your webcam. And, uh, oh, we'll do. Yeah, and, and watch those passwords. All the best, Max Gustafson. Thanks Thank for being you. on uh, Free FM with us this morning. Good man. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.